a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man All right, welcome back everyone uh, It's a new episode of Not All Bad uh, This week's gonna be a little different uh, this is actually now a movie podcast because, uh, you know all those movies that were supposed to come out this summer? Uh, there was a lot of them. Movies typically do come <laughs> out in the summer, in fact. Um, but for those of you who don't keep up with current events in our audience, there was this thing called the coronavirus that came in and uh, delayed al- all these movies. Uh, however, Zach and that's I... That's the worst thing that it did. That's the worst part. And you probably, you may not have even, if you don't keep up with the movie industry, you actually probably haven't even heard of it, uh, this coronavirus. But it's, th- there is a virus going around. Uh, but, um, you know, Zach and I had a very unique opportunity. Uh, we've been really marking the show. And we have some big fans in Hollywood. And they said, we want you guys uh, to watch all these movies that were supposed to come out this summer. And uh, give just a little sneak peek to your audience. Give them an idea of what to expect. Um, so Zach and I, uh, we uh, flew to L.A. private jet because we're safe. And uh, we, we got the opportunity <laughs> to see a, a private screening of a bunch of movies that are supposed to come out. And so we're really excited that we get to share those with you guys today. Yeah, I'm, uh, I can't really name names, uh, but huge shout out to uh, Pleven shield splurge on uh it doesn't rhyme that doesn't even rhyme with steven spielberg <laughs> who am i what am i talking about it was steven spielberg he did it he's he he he's the fan of old, our show old old friend of the show we go way back with steven uh, but uh so thanks we were uh, pas on uh, on et so it was a good old time uh, what does a PA do? I don't even know what a PA is. I just know that's a movie thing. I mean, so that's actually like basically I work <laughs> at a video company. That's what I am on most shoots. Uh, to put it bluntly, you're kind of just like a bitch on set. Like, oh, someone <laughs> needs coffee. Go get that. Like, oh, like, like this person is supposed to be here, but they aren't. Like, you go call them. Like, like just all the like, oh, like this light needs to be moved here. Go move that. Like, oh, like the the director needs like more water. Go get that. That's basically what the PA does. Um, a production assistant, also known as a PA, is a member of the film crew and is a job title used in filmmaking for a person responsible for various aspects of a production. That's kind of a nice way to put it. Yeah, I, feel a, like. I mean, it's just like, I mean, sometimes it's important stuff. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not just like mundane things, but like it, it is just like it can be anything and everything. And it frequently is just random like, like, hey, we have some trash. Can you throw it away? Like, OK, that's what the PAs do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what is the most exciting thing you've got? I'm going to completely derail your conversation here. No, what was the most exciting thing you've been asked to do as a PA? Because so far, all your examples have been terribly mundane. Um, I mean, the most exciting thing I generally get to do is is put a microphone down someone's shirt, uh, and that gets awkward sometimes. Nice. Like, nice. like help them like put the wire down their shirt, and sometimes people are like, "Why are you like so close to me right now?" And I'm like, "I'm I'm sorry. Like, I have to be." It's just my job, man. I'm a PA. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> I don't know that I'd classify that as exciting, but that's one of the most noteworthy things that happens. Maybe excitable. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyways, we were we were PAs on E.T. Uh, I mostly did makeup for the alien that we got on set. Uh, <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> I was exclusively the uh, can you throw this trash away guy. <laughs> All right. Well, I know that all of you are on the edge of your seat wondering what we thought of the big ones like Tenet and all of those. So we're just going to get right into it. Um, So since I already brought it up, we're just going to go down the list and and give our thoughts on it. I'll start. I'll introduce each of these. So the first one is called Tenet. Zach, uh, this this is Christopher Nolan's next big thing. Uh, It's it's about time kind of time travel <laughs> don't want to give too much away uh think like inception lots of weird stuff with time this this man is kind of obsessed with time uh what 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 did you think of uh the time travel in the movie zach i thought it was weird how um it felt like i was time traveling in reverse because the first i would say 
45 minutes to an hour of the movie was just like a landlord <laughs> going around and like requesting rent from all the people who lived in his apartment complex um played by actually the weird part was christopher nolan himself <laughs> which i thought was kind of a weird move kind of like a little bit self-aggrandizing where he just went around and, and just collected rent it got really exciting after about the first hour but i was really mm. confused there for a while yeah i i found it pretty exciting uh when robert pattinson came in and was one of the new tenants actually um, how did, how did you feel about, uh, Robert Pattinson? I think his performance was outstanding. He really is showing himself to be the new bad boy in Hollywood. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, well, Pattinson is like the, the great thing about him is he's, I mean, he's so committed to his craft and I'm sure he's a real bit beast on set because of his method acting skills. But the scene where he was, uh, the scene where he shat his pants, he actually did that in real life. He, it was a real take live of Robert Pattinson shooting his pants. And apparently, um, all like the PA had to clean up after, and it was it was oh, really terrible. That's what I read on on uh, Planet Hollywood. But yeah, that, I really appreciated his commitment to the role. Yeah, it was a really pivotal scene. Again, we don't want to give too much away, but that scene that you've all seen in the trailers, uh, where they crash the plane into the airport, uh, they really did that. And and Robert, it's a big plot point that he's steering the plane, but he's he's saying like, guys, I can't steer this well. I've got poop in my pants. <laughs> and they're like, can we take over the wheel? And he's like, I, I'm the only trained pilot here. I, I should do it myself. But he, he did not pull it off. Uh, he was just sliding around the sea. It was disgusting. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing, like the, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but the whole, the whole time travel at where he like, he, he, the whole plot is basically so he can go back in time and unshit his pants, <laughs> which I feel like at a certain point. I mean, you could just go home. <laughs> I don't know why you have to do all this like elaborate uh, plane hijacking and and uh, you know trying to go to the correct speed to reverse into the wormhole. Like, I, I don't. I, I feel like at a certain point, just take a take a cab home. Like eat, you know, eat the cake you made, which is this, how the saying goes, and just go home and change your shorts. <laughs> that's so true. Well, I, I think that's all the time we have for Tenet specifically. Um, I hope that our fans uh, out there, I hope you guys get the chance to see this movie soon. Our international fans actually might get the opportunity soon. I don't know if you knew this, Zach, but it might release internationally before America. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's really interesting. So next up. It's crazy because I knew everything else about the movie, but not that. Yeah, that's insane, actually. Uh, <clears throat> anyways, so next up, we have A Quiet Place 2. Uh, it was set to come out. I believe last March, it's been delayed to September, that may, it's probably just indefinite at this point, but we got the chance to see it. This is uh, uh, John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt, uh, directed this, I believe. Uh, the, the, did you see A Quiet Place 1 before we saw this A Quiet Place 2, Zach? So, I um, kind of have a weird story about this. Okay. I saw, I was going to see A Quiet Place, the first one, in theaters. Uh, but unfortunately, I couldn't make it. My uh, dog was sick that day. So I had oh. to just cut out. I, I, I had to bail. Um, but I did get the uh, DVD uh, commentary release, the director's commentary on, on DVD oh. uh, after it was released. And so I watched that, but uh, it was uh, kind of a, a – somebody had uh, messed with the red box. So it was exclusively – uh, the commentary from the director and none of the content of the movie, which I thought was weird. That's true. So that's I know really what the weird. director thought about what he made, but I don't know what he made. That, and so that's kind of where I stand on a quiet place one. Wow. That's, that must've been very bizarre for you going into the sequel then. Uh, well, the sequel saw, um, Emily, Emily Blunt's character and her kids on the run. Uh, there's these wild monsters that, uh, are coming after them that they have to stay absolutely quiet uh, what 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 did you think about the new quiet place they found? Can you describe that place they found where they could be quiet? Well, Frank, I mean, again, um, maybe a bit of a spoiler. I don't know why they didn't just, from what I could tell from the director's commentary, it didn't seem like they did this in the first movie. Maybe they did. I thought they really should have, should have, you know, this would have been the first place I would have gone. It turns out most of the movie takes place in a library, which mm. I kind of thought that makes, I mean, the, no one is going to make noise in there. Yeah, just naturally, you know, not to be loud there. It's kind of perfect. That would be. I mean, that is the titular, the titular quiet place. I feel like it really is. Yeah, um, I really thought it was interesting that uh, that 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 when Emily Bunt was uh, mad at her kids for being too loud, um, she actually 
what the, it's it's a really interesting twist on the timeout that they they had to actually be loud in timeout so that they could see the monsters coming for them uh, <laughs> instead of being quiet. Um, it's, it's a little bit of an oxymoron here that their quiet place was actually the loud place where they they had to put themselves in danger's way. It was a really interesting uh, disciplinary philosophy there. My I liked that scene. I, I would say that my favorite scene in the movie, probably I'd put yours at number two. My number one favorite scene in the movie is when uh, Emily Blunt enters the quiet place. And instead of her desk being where it belongs, John Krasinski had moved all of her, all of the desks in the office into the bathroom. I thought that. And then, and then Emily Blunt said, where's my desk? And then, uh, and she whispered, she whispered, where's my desk? And the camera panned to John Krasinski and he just, he gave like a little smirk and a shrug at the camera. I, I really liked that. Mm. That's a nod to Quiet Place 1 fans. <laughs> yeah, that, that, fans of the franchise. I really appreciated the fan service there. That was a really good move, I think. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that so that's a Quiet Place 2. I think we have a t- time to go through. We've seen so many movies. I think we have time to go through a couple more here. Um, yeah. Next up, we have the new James Bond movie. Uh, it's titled No Time to Die. Um, I mean, I, I don't know how familiar you are with James Bond franchise as a whole, but I mean, what do you think about this? Can you just introduce the plot to us, giving us an idea of what No Time to Die is about, Zach? Yeah, so um, the really good thing about this movie, uh, the plot in general, is pretty cohesive. I found it uh, thoroughly entertaining, captivating throughout. Um, essentially, uh, James Bond... Um, is uh he's a mortician in this one ah, and yeah. he uh he spends a lot of his time at the morgue um but the every every uh, the dr evil's plan is to turn every every clock in the world off and uh so he kind of loses track of time and he's like late to his son's soccer practice and stuff like that um very riveting stuff action-packed i loved every second of it paul what's your take mm. I loved all the action. I actually think one of my favorite parts was where they brought every single love interest from every single other James Bond movie actually showed up. It was really awkward for James. Uh, he, in- he invited his new fling to a-, a party that he didn't realize was actually a collection of all of his past love interests. It was really uncomfortable for him. They were all talking and realizing that they'd all dated or uh, been on these <laughs> grand missions with James in the past. Really uncomfortable for him. Uh, he wanted to die. You know, the, the the title of the movie actually comes from him wanting to die, but he didn't have time to just die there because he he had to leave the party and uh, go save the world. It was it was spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> Whoa! So I'm not. I I'll say no more. But that's that that's that's the scene that really got me was the party scene with all of the Bond women. It was incredible. What did you think about this? Was a weird move for me. Gary Busey as James Bond. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I really thought they were going to stick with Daniel Craig. Like I thought this was supposed to be Daniel Craig's next movie, but they, they really uh, the it happens really quick. This isn't really a spoiler. Just within the first five or ten minutes, Gary Busey comes in and he he is the next James Bond, <laughs> uh, and he he's actually the star of this movie. And he, you know, it was a bold choice. Uh, I. It's one of those things where you you look at the man, you don't expect him to be a good James Bond. He's kind of odd, uh, interesting character, but he this is Gary Busey as you've never seen Gary Busey before. I mean, he, <laughs> I think he nailed it actually. This, this isn't a this isn't a spoiler because it happens really early in the movie. Um, and you just mentioned the first scene where Gary Busey comes in as James Bond. I, I like that a lot because it, it kind of connected to the rest of the James Bond universe where James Bond, played by Tim Allen, lands his sleigh on the roof and then he falls off the roof and dies and a card falls out of his uh, San- big red Santa coat and it says, and Gary Busey picks it up and it says, you are now James Bond. I, I thought that was a great throwback to the rest I, of the franchise you know, and I love that. That seems to be a theme with a lot of these movies. Lots of fan service. Really, the fans are going to love that scene. It, it really connects you <laughs> back to um tim allen and when ed asner was santa it's 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 a good time uh i i really think they captured something really special here i think 
I think they're really building kind of an Avengers type Marvel universe, but for uh, the, the the James Bond series, and I can't wait to see uh, what we yeah, get. I next. can't wait to see where this goes. It's really great. Um, let's let's talk about just one more movie here. Um, Black Widow, the next Marvel movie, was <clears> supposed to come out. Um, that's starring, of course, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Um, and, uh, with her, her sisters in the movie played by Florence Pugh. Um, I thought the dynamic between the two of them was great. I thought it was interesting. Um, really kind of anti-Russian propaganda. Um, I thought the part where they bombed all of Russia was pretty bold, but really making a strong point to our, uh, geographical rival that, uh, that we won't that we will send our own metaphorical black widow after them and with her family <laughs> if they if they cross us too many one too many times uh but i mean what what did you think very political movie yeah um it, it was surprisingly political um i, I kind of liked that angle a lot i really appreciated it um it reminded me a lot of uh the winston churchill movie from i believe uh 2018 maybe in the sense that nothing interesting happened the entire time but you still feel fulfilled when the movie's over yeah yeah um for my money i would say overall probably the weakest movie that we saw yeah um one one part in particular really stands out to me that i really liked uh john leguizamo plays the um police commissioner in the movie the russian police commissioner oh yeah slash uh a blockbuster owner <laughs> i thought it was really weird um but kind of in like a fun engaging way for the audience when he just hung dong i really didn't see that coming uh we just got the full hog there are no other i mean there, there's there's not even so much as a single kiss on the cheek in the rest of the movie but for some reason about uh you know almost all the way through the movie much in like a boogie nights with mark Wahlberg situation john leguizamo just lets it fly and he he just whips it out of his adult diaper and i thought that was a bold take by the director and i really liked it a i lot. thought it was interesting that they had it because i was almost too distracted by the adult diaper itself that to where i was not prepared for what came next um, they didn't really address that either, right? They didn't yeah, comment that, on that either the dog nor went. the adult diaper. No, they they kind of move. It's almost like the editor forgot to cut that scene out of the movie, and now they it's too <laughs> late to take out. Um, really peculiar. Um, you, you know, <laughs> speaking of scenes, I don't know why they were in the movie. I I thought it was. So the, of course the movie's called Black Widow, and and when Black Widow's character. Uh, goes up to the man who's supposed to be like Vladimir Putin and says, um, I'm like a black widow. I'm going to <laughs> bite you and my venom will kill you and end your reign of unjust elections. I thought that that was a little on the nose, uh, both in terms of, I mean, the title of the movie, her just announcing that she's black widow, very, very peculiar dialogue choices there. And I mean, you, you got to believe that Putin's just upset with this movie and how it portrays him. But <laughs> I, I thought it was so annoying how Florence Pugh the entire time, like any time there is like a tense situation, she would say something like, like there, like for example, you remember the scene, it was pretty early on. It was kind of the introductory scene about 15 minutes in They're They're teaming up as a sister dynamic duo dressed yeah. as, as nuns, crime fighting nuns. And they have to break into the uh, kingpin drug dealer's apartment. Yeah. And, and it's kind of a gross place. There's like drug users and, uh, and, and vials and stuff on the ground. And they're about to kick in the door and do like the slice of the pie, so to speak. And Florence continued to say, I'm scared of spiders. I don't like spiders. I have arachnophobia. Are you sure there's not going to be any black widows in here? <laughs> and I think that I counted about 12 to 15 black widow reference. And yours was the most egregious, but they continually dropped. The, I mean, the name of the movie was at least half the dialogue. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, and then w once they were searching, uh, that drug den, uh, for leads for the next plot point though, I'll leave that out as a spoiler. But, uh, when they saw the hourglass and they're like, Ah, if only that hourglass was red, then that would be another great opportunity for me to talk about Black Widows, the spider, the spires of which I'm very afraid. I, it's just the dialogue, <laughs> just so stiff. I don't know. Whoever, anytime somebody was dead or in the process of being killed, somebody would say, and often it wasn't even the same character. <laughs> somebody would say they're gonna die, 
like what would happen if you were to be bit by a black widow. Yeah, it, it, it almost... Or, <laughs> wow, they've died as if they may have been injected by the venom of a black widow. It, it, Over the top, it, I it, it, it almost felt like a PSA for children to be on the lookout for black widows. I, I don't know. That, that, and there was that whole thing at the bottom of the screen that said brought to you by the ad council and brought to you by the center for responsible pest control. I thought that was kind of weird, but the budget on this movie was outstanding. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that Disney may have inserted some of those, some of that product placement uh, in response to the, their projected lower revenues due to lower theater turnout. And so I, you know, I'd love to get my hands on the original cut of this movie. See, just see, I mean, the, the the presence of exterminators and so many of the shots who came to clean up, it's just so weird. I just, I don't know. But. I would say, um, for me, the lowest of the four oh, was yeah. um, Black Widow. But I would give, uh, I think I'm going to toss Gary in his portrayal of James Bond as my favorite movie that we watched this time. Yeah, I, re- I really feel like that James Bond was really a bold move for that franchise, really really put some energy into it. I can't wait to see the next Gary Busey, uh, James Bond, assuming that it will eventually get, I'm sure they'll announce that soon. Y- you guys will see the one it's called time to die. <laughs> I, uh, I will special thanks to friend of the show, Steven Spielberg for, uh, for mm. tossing us that way. That was really kind of him. It's a great trip. Loved the private jet, uh, treatment. Um, th- thanks for hooking us up, Steven. We'll, uh, we'll give you a call after the show. Uh, <laughs> Well, Zach, I, I, is, it, is, it, is it time for us to welcome people to Not All Bad and tell them about uh, what the show usually is? Yeah, I mean, it's been a solid 22 minutes, so maybe now's a good time to start. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, this is episode 46 of Not All Bad, and I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. And if this is your first time listening to Not All Bad, welcome. Uh, Paul and I are each going to, uh, we brought to the show something that's made us mad in the last two weeks. We're going to talk about why we're mad about it. Uh, and then you, our listeners, have submitted topics that have made us you mad. Made, whoa, have made you mad. And we're going to uh, pull them randomly and uh, improv uh, a little rant about those. And then we're going to end the show by talking about something that has made us happy. Um, and we're on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play. You can subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes. That would be fantastic. You can find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show, and you can email us at notallbadshow at gmail.com if you want to be a guest on the show, which we brought back last week with new t- stipulations and new terms, or if you want to submit a random rant idea, which you can do so by emailing that email, notallbadshow at gmail.com, with the subject line, random rant idea. Yeah, I, th- I think that pretty much covers it. It does because I have everything written down so I can oh, wow. remember to cover everything. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Zach, I've, I've got to be honest here. I, I'm a little tipsy. Uh, I Good. Uh, in preparation for us recording, on my way home from work, uh, I decided to stop at this Mexican restaurant that's been advertising margaritas to go. I was just like, I'll just get like a, a single margarita to go. That would be a nice just little uh, way to wind down, get ready for the show. And let me tell you, the – the woman who made this must have put like, like six shots in. I have not finished this drink, and no oh boy, am I feeling it. It this is, I mean, if if you're looking, if you're looking to get a very strong margarita, you should go to Fort Worth to a. I think it's Taqueria San Andres. Uh, g- give give it a shout. Uh, let me know. That just sounds excellent. It it's pretty uh, excellent. A fun word for it. I'm. This is a strong margarita, uh, but <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so I'm basically I'm just really ready for this show. Well, let's get into it, man. I mean, I thought, uh, is it your turn? Are you going to go first? I, I think it is my turn. Yeah. I, I don't know why I paused as if I needed your affirmation and support. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, <clears throat> Zach. <laughs> so this is actually the topic that la- if, if, if anyone listened last week, uh, which you should, it's a great episode. I decided to talk about how my house is haunted last week. Um, but that interrupted a different topic that I was going to talk about. Uh, just cause I, you know, when a house is haunted, you've got to get that out there as quick as possible. Um, yeah, you know, the rules <laughs> Zach today, I'm, I'm very simply just talking about how shit doesn't work. And it seems like everything is just always breaking and costing money. I'm, I'm just going to give you a little laundry list list of the shit that isn't working in my life that I've had to replace in the last few weeks. Um, I had a washer break, had to get a new washer, um, I drove over something and it 
in my car and it broke like the the housing of the engine and had to pay like five hundred dollars to fix that so that was really cool oh my god um I uh, my c- computer's constantly having a stroke. I mean, we we co- we're always like trying to start recording, and I'm like, wait, I have to like sit, like bring back my computer from the <laughs> dead. Um, <laughs> my phone ca- case like cracked, um, like as I was taking it off to like clean it out before we started this. Um, my friend's car also broke down, so he just doesn't have a car right now. Uh, the <laughs> I mean, the gremlin door in my room, I also discussed that uh, last week. Uh, that is just stuck open. I had to tape it closed because it won't – it's just broken, like won't stay closed on its own. Uh, I mean, great. You know what that suggests, though? What does that is suggest? Is that <clears throat> perhaps gravity is doing the work of the gremlins and not the gr- gremlins themselves. It's entirely possible. So that's good. Yeah, that 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 is definitely possible. Um, well, well, I'll keep you all updated on the gremlins. Um, I mean, granted, a, a decent amount of this could just be from having an old house. I mean, it is what it is. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know about you, Zach, but it seems like I will go for, like, a, a, quite a period of time just blindly believing that everything that I own will always just be in great shape and work forever. And then suddenly, it always feels like one after one, just everything just starts breaking. You're like, ah, like, everything is fragile. Control is an illusion. Nothing matters. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at this week is I just feel like everything is about to break. Um, wow. Uh, I'm sorry to hear are, that. How are your possessions doing? You got anything breaking on you, Zach? Well, um, you have, <clears throat> you have, you've broken my rant completely <laughs> because, <laughs> I was going to spend a significant amount of time talking about um, exactly what you are talking about right now. So that's cool. <laughs> I mean, we can just combine it uh, if you want. I don't really care. No, no. I, so um, I, I, this is going to be a really long uh, workaround to get to answer your question. So okay. so bear with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I ex- I'm just going to completely uh, like you know push above the pedestal here and, and claim my rightful throne as the owner of this rant by announcing that uh, I'm in the process of purchasing a house Oh, uh, as of a week ago today and uh, in fact uh, about three hours ago became the moment where I could no longer back out of this oh, house shit. purchasing arrangement so I am fully uh, di- have d- I've dove in and it is the most stressful uh Anxiety-inducing procedure I've ever done in my entire life. It is obviously many times, by many, many times, the most expensive thing I've ever purchased. Yeah. And um, I am 100% under constant pressure to just vomit out of pure anxiety. (laughs) So I've been dealing with that for the past week. It's been miserable. And uh, naturally, I am now especially concerned about spending my money on anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, But... (laughs) preface out of the way to answer your question uh, around about the same time I committed to purchase a several hundred thousand dollar purchase I noticed that the air conditioning in my car has stopped working in August in Texas uh, and uh, I have no intention of fixing it right now so that I can relate to uh, a great deal uh, this this topic is something that's speaking to me uh, I'm under constant threat of my car breaking down entirely in addition to the purchase of a new house so i'm not doing good and i and it may have maybe you know when we get to my rant i'm sure that my mental state is going to shine through as (laughs) if it hasn't already i uh, yeah i feel very threatened by this rant uh this rant was something i was gonna (laughs) tease a little bit in my own time um so yeah i completely agree yeah i mean it's it's just you really start to understand how fragile just like everything is like nothing nothing is just gonna work indefinitely. I mean, I even I even had you know how excited I was to talk about this basketball court that I have. I I wore some <laughs> shoes and broke the shoes, so I had to buy new shoes. I just like while playing basketball at this basketball court. It's just, is that how hard you ball? Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, we can keep it leave it at that. Apparently, it is. <laughs> Uh, more like I am playing basketball for the first time in years and I'm probably just like clumsily throwing my weight around and my poor shoes are like, we can't, like we weren't made for this. And so they just break naturally. 
I feel like if you haven't played basketball in a long time, it's more likely that your body would break before your shoes. That's true. So that speaks something to your physical prowess, at least. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm quite the physical specimen, obviously. Uh, <laughs> women of the show, I'm single. But, uh, yeah, my shoes broke. I, you know, I also dropped like a nice whiskey glass I had. I don't, I don't know that that counts as like that's that's more. Oh, that does count. That sucks. My own negligence, but <laughs> uh, it's a real shame. Um, yeah, it's just <laughs> I just feel like I can't trust anything. Like I'm just, I, and it's making me wary of like it, it's one of those classic conundrums where it's like when you're looking at buying something new, you're like I can either buy the cheapest one and just know like no matter what this is probably going to break in a year or two so i'll just have to buy it again or you can buy the most expensive one and buy into some sort of hype like oh because this is higher quality it's going to last longer like you you never really know and every single purchase is a risk like one way or the other it's just really frustrating boy yeah it's really bringing me down here (laughs) It's very, very relevant. It's not even funny how relevant it is. Like, literally, it's not funny for me to comment on it because of how relevant it is. Yeah, I I, I don't even know that I really brought this up because I was like, oh, this will be like a fun, funny thing to talk about. I'm actually just pissed because I'm having to spend so much money on all of this and not really like, I don't, these aren't exciting things to spend money on. You don't break a a washing machine or like, hell yeah, I get to buy a new washer. Like, that's not, that's not how that works at all. Yeah, I will be purchasing a new washer, fridge, and microwave, though, in about a month. So that I can feel, too. Oh, yeah. It's, it's oh, man. How fun. Hmm. I don't even know that I want to dwell on all these. I, I'll just be ranting about the same thing over and over. That I'm just mad that I broke all my shit. So I'm, I'm basically done. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've had a bad day. I'm in a bad mood. I've had a bad day. Um. This house thing is just driving me insane. I don't want to talk about it because you already talked about your apartment stuff, and this is not <laughs> this is not even interesting. It's just it would literally just be vi- be me venting to nobody, um, rather than me trying to make jokes. So I can't go too much into the house thing. I'll just say that uh, it stressed me out. Just I'm not overstating how stressful I find this entire operation. Today was an especially bad day. Um, work is. I was I was getting really angry at work today for a variety of reasons that I won't go into. Today, on the way to work, I got cut off uh, three times. And then on the way home from work, I had literally within the span of three minutes, six people pull out in front of me <laughs> on the highway, on a three-lane highway. <laughs> today is a bad day, and I'm in a very bad mood. And I thought that maybe that would translate to like some real-life energy on the show. Um so I didn't uh, prepare at all, which, for the record, I've never done before, ever. Even on the, my worst episodes, <laughs> i.e. one through four, <laughs> I, I, I had like some form of idea of what I was going to talk about. To, uh, as I'm speaking right now, I don't know what, I, what has pissed me off today. I just know that I'm pissed off, and I, don't, I didn't bring anything to talk about. I'm just upset. Um, I can't... I can't stop thinking about how badly I want to go to a bar. <laughs> like I'm watching, I'm watching shows on Netflix, like alone at, in the dark and with doing nothing and just like tears rolling down my cheeks. And there'll be moments where a character will say like, um, Hey, why don't after work, let's grab a drink at, uh, McElroy's, you know, or yeah. McElroy's Irish pub or something. And I'm like, wait, you guys can't do that. McElroy's is closed. <laughs> Or you'll see somebody like show up to, you know, the house party in the movie and they do like a cool handshake. And well, like, you guys should not be that close. There's a, there's a disease about. Uh, so I'm constant like I, I'm like trying to correct the behavior of the people I'm watching in these shows that were made uh, 12, 20 years ago, whatever. I don't know why I picked those two specific numbers. Isn't it bizarre that – because I've experienced this too. And I've talked to a couple of people who seem to corroborate this, like, mindset that, like, even – I don't know if we're just all traumatized or what. But as I watch people just act normal on TV, it's not that my brain says, oh, yes, this is normal. What's happening in real life is what's, like, weird. My brain is just befuddled and, like, 
what are they doing? Like, this is way too many people for this room. It's like, <laughs> like, it's okay, yeah. Paul. Like, I promise it's okay. But my brain, like, is, like, scared and, like, no, 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 no. Like, we can't be having crowds now. Like, wear their masks. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Yeah, I have the same thing. Um, I have now thought of something. Oh. Now that I'm just reflecting on how bad I want to go to a bar. Paul, you've ever been to, like, I'm sure you have, a shot bar. Yeah, I have. You know when you walk in and the chalkboard behind the bar is just a bunch of goddamn bullshit, like um, like marijuana smoke and like um, like redheaded snatch and like just really terrible name, like just ab- just nonsense names for all the shots that you can order. Yeah, yeah, or the, j- just. All like I've seen ones like liquid cocaine all the time. Like a lot of them, like drug related. It's like listen, like we know you didn't put any drugs in this. What what is going on? I don't know. Go yeah, on. but then the uh, that's the one half is that, and then the second half is stuff like sweaty nutsack <laughs> and stuff like that. And, uh, what does that mean, man? Like just put put the goddamn ingredients on the board. Like uh, I'm sure that. Here's my theory. You go to a shot bar and one person could ask for like the pink Panther and another person person could ask for like, um, like genocide in a cup or whatever they're called. And the bartender is going to pour the same shit. In fact, I feel like there's maybe five unique shots up there and the names are, it's just like a creativity exercise (laughs) for the people who work behind the bar. I don't know what that's about. I, I, I'm not a fan. I think that's a complete bullshit way to operate a, like a liquor license. Very frustrating. Yeah. That's, I, I don't understand that either. And a lot of them are like named after like offensive events. Like you're like, like just pause and wait for me. You're like Irish car bomb. It's like, that's referencing but, terrorist acts, <laughs> but Irish car bomb is a legit thing. Yeah, it is. Right. <laughs> that's a thing that you could go to pretty much any bar and order and they're going to know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's true. But if I go to like, if I go to my local bar or if I go to like the Chili's bar, and I say, like, hook me up with, like, a Shanghai prison sentence. Like, they're not going to know what that means because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean shit. It's just a bunch of garbage. And I don't know how you're supposed to decipher. It's kind of like – I guess it's like horse racing. When you go to the horse race, you put money down on a horse that's going to win just because of how funny the name is. Yeah. And and you you're just taking a wild bet based on nothing. That's how it is with these shots. You go on, you find the funniest name and you order that. I want it like I want an Al-Qaeda firework. Like <laughs> they're nothing. It, it's it, I'm have in fact, if you guys are bartenders, I'm spitting some heat here. These are these are things that I've never heard of before. I'm just off the doming these shot names. And you can have them for free, free of charge cuz these are some good ones. But they're obviously nonsense. There, there's no meaning to it. Like I want a, I want an extraterrestrial blowjob. Like what? You, it doesn't matter. And, and that's frustrating to me. And I think that you, it, in some capacity, you have to have some accountability for what you're putting in these shot glasses. Yeah. I've, I've never really been a fan. Uh, shot bars aren't as much my thing just because it's, I don't know. I, if you're paying for overpriced alcohol, you should, it should at least last you enough to like, make you feel like you're like, getting something out of being at this bar as opposed to like you go and pay for something overpriced you're like okay let's leave like i don't know that's that might just be me but (laughs) they're not as much have you have you ever been out in denton denton texas i have not um you can show up to denton and have you know two dollars and fifty cents in your pocket and get obliterated (laughs) That place is the cheapest place I've ever gone out in my entire life. And I went to, uh, there's a, there's a shot bar there. I don't remember what it's called. I've been out there a few times. Uh, It's kind of a trek for me, but it is so goddamn cheap that if I go out in Dallas, I'm going to spend more money on the drinks. If I go out in Denton, the gas prices are cheaper than it would take to, to, to get that drunk in Denton, but, uh, or in Dallas. But I went to there's a shop bar I've gone to a couple times and there's a guy there's a guy there one time uh, with a, like a gigantic beard behind the bar and I was trying to decide what to order uh, out of all these ridiculous shot names and I was like hey man uh, what's your favorite shot 
and he's like looks at me he's pauses for a few seconds and he goes he shrugs his shoulders whiskey I'm like all right man i guess that's badass hit me with one of those then sure and he pours me a like just a straight whiskey shot of like the cheapest ass shithole whiskey that he had behind the bar so i did it because i wanted him to think i was cool because <laughs> i am and and he was like all right man that's a dollar <laughs> and I then I did uh, six more. Oh my gosh! So if I ever find myself in a shot glass, uh, shot bar situation like that again, I know the strategy I'm taking. It worked really well for me that night, uh, and uh, it was. I think it was financially it was worth the uh, the taste. Goodness. The trade off was there. <laughs> that that sounds alarming. <laughs> Does it? I mean, I just there's a really narrow threshold with drinks where either like above a certain point, you feel like you're getting ripped off, but below a certain point also, like if something's too cheap, you really start to question like for this place to be open, they have to be making money off of this. What garbage am I putting in my body that they are making money? Like they, they're getting a reasonable margin off of this 75 cent shot that they can be like, it's yeah, because nobody, it's because nobody else is going into the bar and ordering a shot of whiskey when there's three dozen ridiculous names on the chalkboard. <laughs> and then I forgot that, you know, fun part of the story is the bartender did some of them with me, which was cool. Oh, that's cool. I feel like I gained his respect in that moment. Hmm. But yeah, that's my, I, that's the off the cuff rant for today is uh, shot bars. Uh, kind of a bullshit concept. Just be a real bar or don't be anything at all. Hmm. <laughs> I think I think I'm ready for a random rant, Zach. Uh, yeah, I I would be, but I forgot that that was a segment of the show, so I have to now get the list up. <laughs> Luckily, it's right here. Don't even sweat it. Oh, I am sweating. My house is very hot. <laughs> okay, so um, this one's kind of a this one's a weird one. It makes me a little bit uncomfortable, but uh. Chazza submitted it one like uh, uh, multiple one of multiple, so I appreciate it. It's it's uh, specifically requesting that we do a positive rant, which I, I refuse to be dictated by. <laughs> but it's gonna be hard to navigate uh, into negative territory with this one because she wants us to talk about good bosses, like when you have a boss that's that's good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I felt like the need to expand on that. <laughs> Um, like, oh, I didn't get it until you had that like subheading that really put into perspective. <laughs> right. Do you feel uncomfortable? I, I'm I'm borderline uncomfortable talking about this in case in case any of my coworkers ever discover uh, I, the podcast, which is my greatest fear. If we stick with this, I'll probably just not talk. I I have great bosses currently, but I probably just won't talk about them. Like I'd probably just talk about my other bosses who have no power over me anymore. Personally, <laughs> <laughs> like old. Do you have old bosses, Zach? Um, I don't know. I, 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 the, the jobs that I've worked in the past, uh, in fact, even the job I have now, I don't get, I'm not especially supervised. <laughs> I feel like I should be. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, which I think is a good thing, right? That's a testament to, uh, a good boss. I feel like they're not constantly breathing on your neck. Mm-hmm. I, I will say, I feel like what defines someone as a good boss actually is pretty subjective because i've been at certain jobs where i've had a boss that i love but like a co-worker hates that boss you know what i mean where it's like it's just yeah. very subjective um i don't know let me go ahead what would be um what do you think is the hardest part about being a boss is that like a weighted question for me i think it would be uh firing people that sounds like it'd be really tough, right? Yeah. You always I mean, see it in the movies where like uh, the the boss is firing somebody, and like please, please, I got a like I got a wife and kids. <laughs> that sounds rough. It does. I I mean, man, I just realized my my room is like pitch black. I'm gonna turn on a light. Um. Yeah, I'm having the same. I'm looking around. I'm having the same realization. <laughs> my window is open. My window blinds are wide o- wide open, so everyone driving down the street can see me just sitting at my computer like talking as I'm to yourself. talking into a microphone, which I really hate. <laughs> um, the, the, I got distracted. We're talking about the hardest thing to do as a boss. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I think part of the balance is just, and and you whether you are the boss or their employee, I feel like you can feel this tension between like them wanting to have a a pleasant relationship with you, but also having to communicate expectations and communicate when those expectations aren't met. Like, I just think that that's an awkward thing in general is like, um, having to tell someone that they didn't do what you asked them to do and then like ask them to improve. That's just like really awkward. (laughs) I think I would, um, I think I would struggle with not wanting to be like the cool boss. Yeah. I I was gonna say, I too definitely a fault love being liked <laughs> and so like <laughs> that would absolutely influence my like uh bossing like style is that i would want my like subordinates to like me and that would influence my that would absolutely <laughs> make me questionable as a boss <laughs> oh wow another day off huh another friday off no that's that's on fleek that's on fleek i'm sure <laughs> with it keep keep it 100 <laughs> Oh my gosh. I can't imagine you being like the thought of you Whoa. being a boss. Let me, I'm, I'm phrasing this to mean what I actually want to mean the the idea of you being a boss and trying to say hip with it terms. It, it, it feels like a caricature, but it's absolutely how you would be. Yeah. Right. That's almost how I, in fact, that's pretty much how I am as a subordinate. <laughs> Just with less of a platform to shove it in people's faces. Um. <laughs> I will say one thing that's kind of funny. The other day, because uh, it's also a brag, somebody <laughs> who will not be named said that we should, quote, we should have just gotten Zach to do insert task here. He would have done it cheaper, better, and faster. And I said, you could, I wanted to say, but I stopped myself because I had restraint. <laughs> I wanted to say, well, you could pay me more and just do two out of the three, but I didn't because that would have been really bad. But I, it would have been a joke because I get, I mean, it's fine. I just, I'm really worried about the house payment. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you on that. Um, yeah, I mean, her, I mean, her original theme was good bosses. I, I feel like, I mean, not to get like too cheesy on this show but i feel like some of the good bosses i've had are not are the ones who like care about me succeeding you know what i mean like they like want to help you out the the worst boss i've had are the ones that like just don't care about what you're doing like actually maybe it's my personality and i just want people to give me attention <laughs> but <laughs> i don't know Hand- i don't think i've ever had like a bad boss i i, I, I haven't either um I, I really don't think i have which is why this topic is it's almost hard for me not to make it just a positive rant. Cause I've only had bosses that I've like appreciated, you know? Yeah. I uh, sure. Good, good enough for me. Uh, who's, is it? I don't even remember who went first. I, is it my turn? I went to go first. So I the, believe it's your turn. Well, here, I'm going to pull another thing out of my ass. This has been a real shit episode, huh? <laughs> 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 um, I'm just, I'm like consulting my notes as we speak here. Oh, here's the thing. That I thought I thought of while we were talking earlier, and it's it's not on my notes. I just remembered it. I'm really big on. I've discovered that I really like giving people nicknames, which is mm. a, probably a feature that I would act, I would employ to a severe fault, perhaps a demotion if I were a boss. Is nicknames. Um, I think I think nicknames are super funny. I wish that more people did them and reliably used them more often. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where, to me, you want the recipient of the nickname to agree to it, but not to come up with it themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. You want them to, you want them to consent to its use, obviously, but it can't be from their own creation. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, I, in fact, uh, my friends and I have a litany of nicknames for one another and I have them. I've recorded them all while drunk last weekend. Cause we, cause I kept forgetting what they were. And, uh, a lot of these were assigned by me, but a lot of them weren't. So I, I'd like to uh, just – I'm going to run down the list. I'm not going to shout out who they are associated with, but uh, I'd like to give you um, – in fact, some of these people have been on the show before, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I'd like to give you a rundown, just a straight read-through of the nicknames we've come up with because I'm a big fan. We've got Duke, Flux, Bordertown, Jim Jones, Denzel, Blade, Bean King, Jawbone J, Lil Guy, Grubworm, 
Colonel Custard, El Hugo, The Betrayer, Mama's Boy, The Deceiver, Rocket Fuel, Skidbark, Chief, Smokey the Bear, 12 Gauge, Scorsese, Medium Rare, DJ Heartbreak, Snow Globe, Sandman, The Outlaw, and, and Nasty. <laughs> so those are fun. I'm going to have to think of one for Paul now. You're going to have to be added to the list. Mm, I'm excited to see what you come up with, but as the rules dictate, I can't help you. Right. right. It's got to be, I mean, for the most part, it's got to be relevant, right? It's got to be something associated with you. Have you, in terms of nicknames people have called you, can you think of like one you did like and one you didn't like? Uh, So I read off Mama's Boy earlier. That's one of mine. I'm a big fan. Um, (laughs) One I didn't like was probably Sack and Poos. (laughs) Or alternatively, sack pants poos, which I did not like at all. And you might think that that was an elementary school, but no, I was uh, I was in college when that one was uh, invented and used uh, <laughs> by another college student. But uh, that one's my least favorite. It is funny. Uh, it would be funny if somebody else used it on somebody else. But as a recipient of that one, I wasn't especially, uh, I didn't consent to that one necessarily. Hmm. I mean, do you have anything in mind for yourself? Do you have Do you have one that has been a positive and negative that you yeah, been, I could think uh, of called a couple. Before? I mean, at some point in middle school, so as a seventh grader, I took one or two classes with some of the eighth graders. This is not meant to be a brag. This is just important <laughs> context. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. I don't know who yeah, I'm. Don't imp- brag. I don't know who I'm impressing that I was like taking eighth grade science as a seventh grader, but. Um, me for one uh there was a couple eighth graders who called me paul like like you know like the name like raul and like it's spelled like paul but it's with an r and people oh, yeah. like raul yeah. they call me paul <laughs> yeah. and for some reason i just hated it but because they were these cool eighth graders i didn't want to like tell them that i didn't like it so i just like stayed silent <laughs> <laughs> That one's not bad. I mean, there have been way worse things. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Um, I <laughs> there's been a couple just. I I don't. I, I'm I'm almost hard pressed to think of ones I like, but I can think of ones that are just funny to me. Uh, one of which of is, you? Yeah, that just that. Um, that at some point my <laughs> an autocorrect caused one of my friends to call me patio over text <laughs> and then my friends called me patio for a while and at first i didn't like it but then i found it kind of funny i don't know why i didn't like it i don't know why i find it funny but it's it is what it is i like it and then at some point and i found it funny one of my friends called me paul sack for a while i don't know what to think about that but yeah that's kind of in the same vein as uh, sack pants booze huh <laughs> yeah it really is Nicknames are interesting. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to workshop that one a little bit. It may have to wait till we hang out. Yeah, I feel like they come up way more naturally in person. Yeah, yeah. If only there was a pandemic keeping us so separated. Um, <sighs> not that we were like together every weekend before that, but uh, I think we've hung out once since I've lived here two years ago. <laughs> Yeah, that sadly might be true. Eventually, uh, I'm going to throw a housewarming party, and, and you're obviously on the invite list. So ah. Stay tuned for that. It may be 2023, but it's going to happen. <laughs> I can't wait. Um, if you're done, I'm going to go ahead and go to my topic. Um, yeah, no, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with the whole episode, but I'll let you talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, well let, me, let me start by asking you a question. Zach, have you ever heard of or watched the uh, Comedy Central show Nathan for You? Uh, I have heard of it and I've seen select scenes, but I've never watched a full episode. Okay. Um, this is almost less of a positive rant and more like we usually do and more just me ranting about me liking this show, but I discovered the show only a couple weeks ago. Um, and I, I, I really like it. I also hate it vehemently, but I, I also really like it, but l- let me just, yeah. <laughs> for those in the audience who aren't aware, let me just break it down briefly. Um, it's kind of a show parodying those reality shows where people like go consult with businesses and like help them like improve themselves with like, I don't know, ideas that in real life would seem crazy. And so it's this comedian 
who plays it straight and goes into businesses and suggests absurd things to them that it's one of those things where it's like, I guess that might work, but it's just, it's just things like, um, lowering your, lowering advertised gas prices, but then you can only get the lower price with a mail-in rebate <laughs> or, and hoping that people just don't cash in the rebate. And then have like, you seen the, uh, the chili one? I actually don't think I have. Which one is that? That one is the the best one. I th- in my for what limited I've seen, that's the best one I've ever seen. Where he basically creates for a hot dog vendor a suit which dispenses chili, <laughs> like a full body suit that dispenses. Ch- it's I don't want to spoil any. Like legitimately, don't want to spoil it. It's it's hilarious. It's the best. Yeah. So representation. like, but what's unique about this show is this isn't just like scenarios that they wrote and thought sounded funny. He actually, like, it's kind of a reality show slash prank show. And and kind of what I'm ranting about today is the fact that, I mean, I like, I think reality shows are fine. I understand why people watch them, but I've just always thought, like, oh, that's not really for me. And also, I've never, I've always thought of prank shows or, like, practical jokes as being, like, low-level humor. Like, I was just like, oh, like, that's just dumb. Like, oh, cool, you, like, pulled down that guy's pants in public. Like, hearty har. But, like, I don't know. I have a newfound respect for both of those genres, both the reality show and almost, like, the practical joke slash prank show through this show. And I've realized... I've kind of seen the light about what's so powerful of watching, like, real people react to things on camera. It's pretty special and has made me laugh very hard as I've started watching this show. So... Uh, if, if anyone in the audience does not like cringy things, I do not recommend this show. Cause I have not even kidding, covered my eyes, like pulled up my shirt over my eyes. Cause I couldn't watch at points. Uh, cause I was cringing so hard. Yeah. But that sounds right. Um, it's, it's really unique though. So if you, if you don't think reality or practical joke shows are for you, I, I think you should try this out and see what you think because it's, it's something special. Well, there you go. That, there it is. Uh, that's I, I, I that's the show. Uh, that's why I can't watch a full episode because I like the show. I just it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, it really is. Every now and then I'll dip into a scene because it's funny, but it it's really it's a rough watch in like the best way. Yeah, it's one of those scenes where I'm like, objectively, this is good, but like, I don't want to keep watching this. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sorry, I was in like in the middle of a huge yawn. I I. I <laughs> I've tuckered myself out. It's not related. To, it's. I promise you, oh, it's not it. related to your rant. Oh, I, I was just. I, I was up it. late last night. We're just so tired some, from uh, Paul's lame rants. I get no, it. I was doing some house stuff late last night. I'm. It, it's really obviously it's draining a lot of my energy. So, I appreciate you sticking with me through this whole thing. No, you're you're fine. I think I've blacked out this whole episode. I don't remember anything I've said. I'm just like I'm just thinking about houses. I'm thinking about mailboxes and property values and. Mortgages and man, how exciting! <sighs> uh, it's, I, I'll tell you what, though. Uh, this is coming out on the 17th, then an episode's coming out on the 31st. So we have one more, we have one more distracted Zach Stinker to get through, and then after that, you know, after the next episode comes out, I will be uh, in a new house. Wow, and then we cannot worry about it any longer. So <laughs> that's great. Um, this has been episode 45 of not all bad. Uh, you can six. It's 46. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hey, they can't all be winners, right? If you want to see a good one, go back to episode 45 because episode 45 is a real winner. Um, the show can be found episode 45 and the rest of the show can be found on Spotify, iTunes, overcast, SoundCloud, and Google play subscribe and leave a, leave a rating and review on iTunes after you've listened to episode 45 and not this one. Um, and uh, you can e- you can uh, find us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show and email us at notallbadshow at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I, I think uh, I think that's all I usually say, except for the fact where I say if you like the show, you can tell your friends. But tell your friends to listen to episode forty five. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Zach, I don't think this was that bad. Like, like it's okay. yeah, I know, but it's funny. It, it's funny if you ham it up a little bit, because then either oh, okay. either it's it, either it's a joke and it's funny, or uh, maybe the audience will take pity on me. <laughs> All right, point taken. That's fair. <laughs> if you really want, if you really must know my strategy, 
Uh, I must, and now I guess I do. I need a shot, I think, would help. You, uh, like, you couldn't have done that like 40 minutes ago? Like you, <laughs> no, but like I, 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 didn't think, I wasn't thinking of shots 40 minutes ago. I was thinking You literally of, uh, brought it up as your topic. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that would help. If I... I, I can't. I, I wish I could think of. I wish I could pull one more rabbit out of the hat and come up with a new funny shot name, but I can't. I'm out. I'm all fresh out of ideas. Oh man. Except for Mediterranean seawater is a pretty good one. I think that, that sounds like a very pleasant shot. Yeah, it does. I would. I would. I would. I, a Mediterranean seawater would go down real smooth right now. Oh yeah. Mm, makes me anyway, think of just being uh, on like a yacht in Greece. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, that sounds nice. God, I wish we could go places and do things <laughs> with people. God, I miss it. Um, my name is Sack Pants Poos. <laughs> and this is Paul Sack. <laughs> this has been episode 46 of Not All Bad. Thank you for listening. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening. <laughs> <laughs>